You are listening to the On Fire Empire podcast, episode number 12. Welcome to our kickoff episode in the all new season two here at On Fire Empire. I'm Kelly Bennett and I'm your host and I'm so excited about the new series that's coming up and this is us kicking off the first in that series. This season, it's all about examining the different types of journeys we all experience at one time or another in our lives. You know what? These episodes, these are really meaningful because not only are the topics super relatable to all of our everyday lives, but you know what? With many of them, I'm bringing you some resources that you can use in your business and in your personal life. These are things that I think are really going to take your own life's journey from good to really great. So today's episode is actually the first of a two-part series I'm doing on the power of forgiveness. I'm calling this Forgiveness, the Journey Back to Wholeness. And why? Well, you'll hear me talk about one of my favorite authors on the subject of forgiveness, because a lot of this comes out of some of his writings, and I have followed this for years. His name is Dr. Lewis B. Smeads, and Dr. Smeads wrote an awesome book called The Art of Forgiving When You Need to Forgive and You Don't Know How. I'm going to link to this in the show notes, and I really recommend that you pick up a copy of this book. It was written back in the early 90s, and Dr. Smeads, he taught for years as one of the most esteemed professors on ethics and theology at Fuller Seminary in Pasadena, California. Now, as a mediator, Helping people for 30 years through legal and personal conflict, I've drawn on the wisdom presented in The Art of Forgiving for years. Dr. Smeads talks about forgiveness as a journey, and I love that, and I love what he says. He says, forgiving is a journey. The deeper the wound, the longer the journey. Boy, have I found that to be so true. Many disputes last so long, both internally for those who hurt and externally for all who are involved typically when the wounds are really deep and severe. Now, if you're an entrepreneur or a business leader and you listen to this podcast for success tips, business advice, and some legal info and hacks, you're probably wondering, well, Kelly, come on, what does forgiveness have to do with business? Great question. Well, I can tell you the concept of forgiveness has a lot to do with business. In my 30 years of work, as a mediator, along with my trial practice, you can bet that in those business disputes I've mediated, forgiveness was an element of successfully navigating and ending disputes just about every time. Is that surprising to you? Well, it's probably not as surprising as you think. Because if you think about it, forgiveness is not about being weak. It's not about being what I call a Casper milk toast and letting people treat you badly and excusing them for it and letting them walk all over you again and again. No, that's not what we're talking about. Forgiveness is all about letting go of resentment. It's all about untying the knots of bitterness and the knots of pain 
that tend to live in our own hearts. Whether it's personal or business for you, resentment is like a cancer that grows inside of us if we feed it a steady diet of unforgiveness. Even if it's a personal betrayal, you know, that resentment that festers and spills out into your entire life, it changes who you are. And of course, if you don't think fostered resentment isn't affecting the joy in your journey, including your success as a leader or as a parent, as an entrepreneur, or whatever it is you do, well, my friend, I'll challenge that notion any day of the week. So what's in store? Well, in this part one episode, we're going to just introduce this idea of embracing forgiveness. Why should we practice forgiveness? There are so many reasons, but I'm going to hit the big three today. Then in part two, next week's episode, we'll examine the nitty gritty. When do we forgive? Exactly who is it that we forgive? What do we actually do when we forgive? And what do we not do when we forgive? This is all about how exactly we go about the task of forgiving. And I'll share a full process with you, and I'm going to challenge you to put it into action. Now that you know the agenda, let's get to it. Welcome to the On Fire Empire. Each week, seasoned divorce and business lawyer, mediator, CEO, and surf diva Kelly Bennett will help you discover strategies and smarter paths to big results. As you listen, you may ask yourself, how'd Kelly know I was going through that? It may feel like she's a fly on the wall of your life. She's intuitive, direct, and on point. Kelly brings the amazing lessons from her life's work to the table to set you up for a blazing bright future. We firmly believe lasting empires happen when well-rounded leaders achieve personal happiness, live out their calling, and develop meaningful relationships. Now it's time to hear from Kelly and her crew of experts. Learn some new strategies, challenge your way of thinking, and get juiced about igniting your empire of a lifetime. The information provided in this podcast is for general interest only and not intended as legal advice, nor does it create an attorney-client relationship between you and Kelly. And now, here's Kelly. Okay, so let's get into it. Here's the question today. Why should we practice forgiveness? I want to recall for you a client that I had some time ago in the family law business, as I often do, but she comes to mind. She was a single mom. Her name was Jennifer. Of course, no, that's not her real name. I have to protect him. But Jennifer, I'll call her, she was a really smart, dynamic young businesswoman. And she happened to have had twin girls with her longtime boyfriend. They never did get married, but they, when they got together, they moved in and actually jumped into having kids pretty quickly in their relationship. Well, they split up when the children were three. And Jennifer's entire focus when she came into my office and during the course of her case with us was on her hatred for John, the father. It, in fact, that hatred was holding up her career. And like I said, she was super bright, super talented, super articulate. And she had started off in the real estate business, and she was a relative newcomer. And for a newcomer, she had been doing really well, which, come on, being a mom of twin girls, 
and being new into the real estate industry, that is a gift, right? Well, then the breakup happened. And then the deals dried up. Why? Because Jennifer became absolutely obsessed with her resentment of John. It got to the point where we were discovering that she was tape, uh, not tape recording, but recording digitally conversations that she was having with her children when they were with dad. And you would hear comments in, in the conversations that she actually recorded that were digs at the children's father. And it just became like this toxic cancer. And she was angry all the time. There are three main reasons I want to encourage you to consider as to why we should forgive. And I will tell you in Jennifer's case, we ultimately decided to, after we got some things done in her case, but it was very, very difficult, we decided we couldn't help her any further because she wouldn't take our advice and she wouldn't move past this obsession and hatred for the father of her children. And we continued to encourage her to go to a therapist and do the heavy lifting of getting past all the anger and resentment so that she could build her business back up again and really start to have a successful life. But she just wouldn't do it. So it impinged our ability to get more success for her in her case and help her move on. So ultimately got to the point where even as her lawyers, there just wasn't much we could do to help her because she got in her own way. So this first point, why do we forgive? First of all, we forgive for our own sakes. You could see this in Jennifer's story, right? Look, when somebody has done something wrong to you and has wronged you, to call yourself a victim is a that's a that's a pretty bombastic word, but if you feel like you were victimized, you were victimized once. Don't keep giving the wrongdoer power. The crime and the wrongdoer Neither of those things, the action and the person, they certainly don't deserve your good energy applied back towards the bad juju that happened to you. When we refuse forgiveness, it means that we retain bitterness and resentment. It just does. It comes with the territory. And you know what? Who is that a life sentence for? It's not a life sentence for the wrongdoer right? It's a life sentence for you. So when we choose the act of forgiveness, the first thing we're doing is we're forgiving for our own sakes so that we don't continue to subject ourselves to the pain and the suffering that the wrongdoer caused in the first place. Don't allow yourself to become victimized more than once. Now, the second reason we choose to forgive is for the sakes of those who depend on us. Well, who would that be? You may have children. How about your spouse or your partner? Do you have employees? Do you have clients? How about coworkers that depend on you? Unforgiveness means you're not allowing healing to occur inside of you. This really has nothing to do with the wrongdoer. That means you've been damaged and you stay damaged when you stay in that zone of unforgiveness. Have you ever heard the phrase, hurting people hurt people? Well, nothing's more true than the hurt person who hasn't learned the art of forgiveness. 
I see this showing up perpetually in the angry spouse or the angry parent. You know, those people who have real anger and rage problems, problems that often boil over into verbal and physical abuse of their loved ones. It shows up also in the alcoholic or the addict. This is the attempt to manage the pain of past hurts instead of doing the raw and the real work of forgiving the wrongdoer. And it also shows up in the business owner who can't seem to keep a commitment or can't seem to venture to that next level when the opportunities are presented to her or to him. They may not expand a business out of their fear. Maybe it's out of fear of being burned again, and they continue to harbor that unforgiveness. So you have a lot of people who depend on you. And the reality is, unforgiveness, that harboring of the resentment and the pain, that changes who you are. And then in changing who you are, it changes your ability to help those who depend on you. The third why for why I really want you to think about embracing the concept of forgiveness is for the sakes of those that we are put here to serve. Anger, unforgiveness, and resentment just get in the way of this. You know what? I firmly believe that we're all put here on this earth for a multitude of reasons. And the foremost reason is to bless others with the skills and talents that you've been given by your creator. But how do you do that when resentment and bitterness are growing inside of you? Well, okay, a big part of who I am, if you know anything about me, is spirituality is just a piece of who I am. I am very much a faith-based businesswoman. And I know in my heart of hearts and and in my soul that forgiveness is God's greatest tool for self-healing. And it's the best way to get rid of the, the perpetual distraction and that perpetual dysfunction of pain and resentment so that you can focus on developing and using your God-given talents to improve our world. I mean, I don't think you're here by accident by any means. I'll tell you, you know, I've stood as a neutral observer in thousands of disputes as that mediator looking in from the outside. And, you know, I've witnessed so many talented people who have simply turned their back on what could be, what they have the raw skills and talent that they're given the opportunity to give and develop and give back to this world. And the reason they've turned their backs on all those possibilities is because they're so obsessed with the pain and resentment of an unforgiven wrong. Really, living the lifestyle of a non-forgiver, this becomes, in a weird way, just a way of being. I've seen it. It's a really unproductive habit. And this habit comes out very often in the way we communicate. The lifestyle and the communication habits of a non-forgiver becomes a person who suddenly is tit for tat in their thinking patterns. They become a blamer, always taking note of every mistake or fault made by those that you care most about. It often looks like the non-forgiver is just waiting for you to make a mistake. And then it feels like they're just waiting for you to pounce on you when you do. Do you know people like that? Well, I sure do. I've, I've met a lot of them. And it's really, 
in my opinion, a terrible shame because they tend to routinely push people away from them. And I hate to see people perpetuate loneliness and push people away because they just haven't learned to embrace forgiveness as a way of healing themselves from the pain and the resentment. You know, my law clients get stuck in these habits of the non-forgiver, and they often, often want me to get in the mud with a soon-to-be ex-spouse, and they want me to engage in the blaming, the shaming, the accusatory back-and-forth, tug-of-war type communications that non-forgivers have. And in this habit, everyone loses sight of the most important issues to be resolved. You know, those things that will enable everyone to move on and move out of that conflict in the moment. So my common response when a non-forgiver wants to stay in a victim mode and asks things like, what about the fact that she said false things about me to our neighbor? There's an example. Well, when I hear stuff like that, I often say, it's not your circus, not your monkeys. Meaning, you know what? We have more important things to do, to move into the positive and move into the productive. So let's keep our eyes on the prize and do those things that really matter. Who cares what the neighbors think, right? So why am I urging you to embrace the power of forgiveness as we go down this journey back to wholeness? I think I've probably laid out the case, at least for the potential for wholeness. I'm urging you to embrace the power of forgiveness for your own sake. You deserve a beautiful, peaceful, joyous life. And you cannot do that while harboring the cancer of pain and resentment. I'm urging you to embrace the power of forgiveness for the sakes of those who depend on you. Your children, your spouse, your partners, your co-workers, your employees. So many people depend on you for so many things. And if that's true, that means you're in a place of authority and responsibility. Those who depend on you, you'll probably agree with me, they deserve the best of you. And where there's lack of forgiveness, it really spills over to those we love most. Think of it this way. If you were victimized by someone's act of wrongdoing, do you want to enable the wrongdoer to also victimize your family, your friends, your employees? Because that's what happens when that unforgiveness continues to fester within you. It boils over and onto those who depend on us. Of course, you don't want to do that. And I'm urging you to embrace the power of forgiveness, lastly, and third, as you heard above, for the sakes of those we're put here to serve. Harboring that bitterness and resentment, well, it just deprives the world of our special gifts and our talents. You can stay in resentment and pain, and you can just play small in turn. That's, that's what it causes you to do because it will cause you to turn your back on the future and what could be. Or you can choose to play big, shed that robe of unforgiveness, turn your back to that pain, and jump ahead into the joyful future. But you know what? Based on my professional experience, you can't do both. So friends, I hope I've persuaded you to take a look at those things in your life, those people, those who you may have never forgiven for a painful wrong done to you. And as you think about these ideas between now and next week's episode on the hows of forgiving, take a few moments to think about those people you may still harbor resentment for. Okay, 
be bold, go ahead and write their names down. And as we forge ahead into the healing steps of forgiveness next week, listen to episode 12 with those people or that person in mind. I'm praying that you gain the courage to take a leap of faith and embrace the art of forgiveness. I promise you, it's a journey of healing and it leads to a life of renewed happiness and joy. All right, friends. Well, thank you so much for subscribing and sharing this podcast with the people you care about. I can't wait to see you next time. So until then, live with gusto and ignite your empire of a lifetime. Ciao. Oh, 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 oh,